You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. What is up, boys and girls, and welcome back to round 17 of Buy, Hold, Sell, and Avoid. I'm your host, Andy, and today's episode is all about big dick energy. <laughs> Massive moves for, for the buy round 17. Speaking of big dick energy, let's introduce Kyle. How are you today, brother? I'm doing good, thanks, mate. I've definitely got big dick energy after Sunday, <laughs> mate, and watching the Warriors smoke those Tigers, so I'm getting my grand final tickets, mate. Oh, I bet you. I bet you would have been on the, uh, on the ticket tech straight after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a few questions um, during the game if I was one of those dudes that ran on the field. Unfortunately, I wasn't. But um, yeah, I didn't want to be tackled by any of those big fellas that got, got hit. Uh, a couple of big hits in there. It was better than the actual game itself. Nah, very nice. Uh, and Robbo, how are you, mate? You're going to go big dick energy, medium dick energy? What's your feeling this, this, this round? Got to be positive after what happened on the weekend when there was literally lights out for the Eels at a cool stadium. But Andy, mate, you must be about a thousand dollars in the red after buying and selling grand final tickets every week since round one. It's uh, oh, no. yeah, a fun season for the Eels. I'm actually up because I'm buying them on the cheap from um, <laughs> from Dragons supporters. I'm selling them back to them. <laughs> or doggy, so, or doggy supporters. Yeah, yeah, them too. Look at that. There's still a chance. There's still a chance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Last but not least, we've got producer Mosey. How are we travelling, brother? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Uh, big four trades coming this week, so yes. get that energy going and <laughs> yes. happy to lose another buy. Ah, beautiful. That's, I mean, I'm doing the four trades as well. Uh, I think, uh, Toy, do we have a number for you, other two, Kyle, Robbo? Two, bro. Two. Like two, two as well. Nice. That's the so, big dick, bro. No, nah, that's medium. Medium. You can't medium. get big dick. You need four <laughs> big dick. <laughs> now, nah, right, before we Wait get in, guys, um, so just going to mention the Talking League um, blog. So all the different articles spread across the week. To read the articles, visit www.talkingleague.com or visit the Talking League Facebook page for direct links. But we have a special... Um, uh, what do you call them? <laughs> Who writes the articles? I'm having a mind blank. <laughs> An author, I think is An what they author, call them. there we go. <laughs> Gosh, you're a man with words, Andy. You should get your writing articles. Um, but no, as you alluded to there, plenty of plenty going on uh, on the blog this week. Uh, I've written two articles. So I've done my weekly quick tap article where I look at TLT. Also done uh, one called uh, The Mikato, so up to third edition there, Captaincy Choices, more on that later. And also Jake's got his Fast Five article up there. Also got a Good, Bad and Ugly from Jay Warrior. And last but not least, Riley's done his Falling Gun. So plenty of content there to consume before lockout. Lovely. All right, guys, let's rip in. Uh, Brandon Smith, 414K, top 1,000. 4.4 fantasy points. Sorry, 4.4% owned in the top 1,000. Do we buy, hold, sell, or avoid? Robbo. Oh, Brandon Smith, the bane of my existence, and I think TK as well, because we owned him in round one, scored a massive two in two minutes, and then um, yeah, decided to lose 50 grand on us, which is awesome in round one. 
Um, so, yeah, for me, that's why I don't call him Cheese. I call him Mousetrap because he's <laughs> stung a lot of us this year. And realistically, he's not looking that great. And I don't think we really need to look at numbers for him. But I can see there being a circumstance where you may look to go for him. Um, but for most coaches, I would say he's an avoid. But the circumstances where potentially you may look at him is if you're a team like mine that's only got one hooker at the moment and you might need two or three weeks of treading water just waiting for, say, Harry Grant or uh, enough cash to go through Damien Cook, where you might look at him as just a short-term fix. Uh, he's also what's called a handcuff. So for those who aren't familiar with NFL fantasy, that's where you go for the second choice or second string option in a particular position, which obviously uh, Smith is there for Grant. So unless he really fits that sort of real small, um, I guess, part of the Venn diagram where you have all those things happening in your team, he's a very much a solid avoid for me, Andy. No, nah, very nice. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with the mouse trap because I think he's a trap. <laughs> yeah. A few people getting sucked in, but yeah, for me, he's a massive mouse trap. Yep. Uh, he's just there. Not, not this year. Not this year, unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe next year. Just like the Warriors. All right. Next one on the list is Kalamatangi. He's 648K. He's only 0.9% owned in the top 1,000. Average of 48. I really like him. Kyle, do we buy, hold, sell, avoid? What are your thoughts on big key on Kalamatangi? Yeah. Um, Currently priced being on his 50 average. He's someone that I've always actually kept an eye on because I know that his scoring potential is always pretty good. Uh, last three game average of 59.3, which is solid with the 65, 61, and 50, uh, 52. Um, and those scores are mainly consisting between um, 40 and 50 points at base stats, and that's with no tries. So that's pretty solid for a second row. Um, uh, the past three games, I've noticed that he's made um, a few more tackles than earlier in the year. So, and his run meters seem to be a little bit more consistent, a little bit more up. So that's probably helped his scoring as well, and just propped him up a little bit um, to have those slightly higher scores. Um, he may be likely repeating last year's um, run home, where he averaged from around seventeen to twenty-three, averaged forty-seven points. I actually think he's going to average just a little touch over fifty, actually, to be fair. So uh, a bit better than last year. Um, yeah, if you've got the balls to pick him up. Um, as a pod, I mean, can't afford the bigger guns. He's probably not a bad option. But just also note, if you really want to um, go balls out, David Fafita's only 13k more. So Ooh. for me, yeah, for me, avoid if you like playing it safe. But if you want a pod that'll give you consistent early or late 40 to early 50s, then Keon's probably your man. Do you think with all the outs for Rabbitohs, he sort of gets more involved, you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I had a bit of a look with stats between when he's with Cook and without Cook and with uh, Murray and without Murray. There was no real difference, maybe one or two points difference. So um, I just think he's actually been a bit more involved in the last few weeks. And now with these forwards that are um, out injured, I think um, he'll continue to be quite a busy player. No, with 0.9% ownership, I think it's a good pot potential there. Yeah, it could be a good um, good uh, 18th man. Yeah, true. All right, next on the list, uh, one that I'm really keen on, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping Robbo is too. We'll see see what his thoughts are uh, from the professor. Uh, Joe Offengowie, 731k, only two percent owned in the top thousand, and the fancy average of fifty three. Go on, don't kill me. What what do you reckon, Robbo? First off, I've got to say I'm disappointed that I've been called the professor because professor's <laughs> bald, and as you can see, um, I'm nowhere near that. Um, look, there's nothing wrong with being bald, but uh, not for me. In terms of offhand Gowie, I think he's another player like Smith. We don't really need to delve too far into the stats. Well, there's only one stat that's really important for me when it comes to the former Bronco, and that's the minutes he's playing. In terms of his minutes, 
He's been playing massive minutes pretty much all season, and even in some games where he may not have scored that well, he's still getting pretty good minutes. And for when you're playing in the middle, it gives him the opportunity to accrue stats all over the park, you know, tackles, run meters. Um, he's got a, some pretty decent footwork there, so he's able to get one-on-one with the defender to get a tackle bust or a nice little offload to hands. So 731, look, some people might say that's a bit steep, but at 53 average, he's probably there or thereabouts. Some might say he's on a bit of an uptick. I think you need to be very careful about looking at what happened last week and going, he's going to make 58 tackles or 59 tackles every week. But he's going to be, you know, what, 40 tackles, probably about 100 run metres and a, you know, a couple of extras there, maybe some poor discipline, a couple of um, errors and whatnot. But he's priced on or about that. Uh, I think the only reason you would be looking for Offengawi to join your side would be if you're looking for that final mid to add to your midfield mix. Um, you know, most of us have got stacks of mids that are, you know, quite passable. You know, those dual position players, you know, Madison, Crichton, Papali'i, Adam Elliott, Tohu Harris even. So he's probably not necessarily an upgrade on any of those. So for me, he is a buy, but only if you do need another mid to add to your best 17 or 18. Oh, you made me a happy man you have, Jason. <laughs> No, I actually ran into Gavin Badger at the gym uh, a couple of months ago, and he actually I was talking to him about the Tigers, and he was pretty keen. He said that they brought in Joe Offengawi to be their enforcer, and I honestly wish I picked him up back then, but he still had that stigma about him from 2021. So, look, he's hurt a few people, but yeah, if we had time machine, we could pick up so many players, couldn't we? Yeah, but I think with him, I think the slower speed of the game has, you know, and a lot of middles have sort of come back into focus, and I think he's one that's benefited because he's not, you know, absolutely... Um, you know, blowing over after two minutes, he's absolutely exhausted. He's able to get back in the defensive line and make stacks of tackles. So, yeah, look, you know, he's not too bad. But um, I won't be buying it, but I've got no issue with anyone else buying him, like I said last week. Nah, lovely. All right, next play off the rank. Uh, he's a bit of a, a weird one. I had him at the start um, and then sold him, but he might be coming back into form, but we'll hear from Kyle. Uh, Jack Bird, 496K, 4.2% owned in the top 1,000, an average of 38. Is he a buy, hold, sell, or avoid, Kyle? Yeah, so I had him in round one, sold him after round one, and uh, it's not someone I've considered since. So um, <laughs> unless you're playing him at centre, which uh, I really don't see much point in having him, especially if you've already got Burton and Aiken. The only reason you'd have Jack Burton is if you didn't have one of those two, possibly. Um, he scored his high score last week of 61 points. That included a try assist couple of tackle busts and line break assist. What's interesting is that he made 42 tackles, which is seven more than his previous best all year. Um, for a second row, that's definitely not good enough. And as I said, um, if you're going to have him, you wanted to play at centre uh, with a 39.4 average. For a centre, that's not too bad. It's definitely well below uh, top-tier centres, though, as, we've, um, as we'll look at later. Um, his negatives have really affected his scores this year. Um, four and a half missed tackles a game. Um, average of uh, 0.6 errors, 0.6 penalties. So that's really hurt him, especially the missed tackles. I was having a look back, and I think one game he had 10 or 12 missed tackles, so that really hurt him, and it's really hurt his scoring. Um, and from his four games at second row last year, he's way down on the run metres and tackles. So that's another indication of um, of why I'm avoiding him, and his prices are awkward as well. Yeah, I suppose, look, if, you, if you're a Dragons fan and you're, pun- you're punting on the Dragons, making the eight, he, he could sort of bring it home. But, yeah, I'd say it's a bit of a 50-50, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, another par- Parramatta player. Um, look, he's been playing some massive lines. He's a giant of a human. But, Robo, what are your thoughts on Sean Lane? He's 695K. He's only 1.5% owned in the top 1,000. Is he someone who might someone can take a punt on, or what are your thoughts? 
Well, today you left it at massive lines and didn't clarify. But no, he does run fantastic lines in between the edge and the in the half um, <laughs> off Dylan Brown. Him, him and him and Lane yeah. have a fantastic combination. And as someone who owns Dylan Brown, I really like the fact that again he's always there for that option. Either he's a fantastic decoy or he gets through the line and gets the LBAs for uh, for Dylan Brown. But he's average basically fifty this year when he's played you know, close to, if not all, the game. And you're looking at six ninety five. It's pretty much a match. So he's a player I've never owned in fantasy. I just don't know why, but he's been someone that I've just always been reluctant to own. It's not that he's a bad player or anything, but he's always never really been in the right zone for, for me to acquire. And it's it's you know, in terms of my team, it's the same right now. I'm looking at him six ninety five, not much value there. I need a couple of plays to enable me to be able to bring in, you know, seventeen, eighteen guns. And if I go for him over, say, someone like a Tyson Brazil, I'm spending another sixty uh thousand which, sure, look at the recent form. Lane's absolutely blitz Frizzell. But I just think if you're going for him, the opportunity cost might just be something that you want to um, you know, steer clear of. I wouldn't steer anyone away from buying, but you just need to be careful that you don't price yourself out of a good 18th man by purchasing someone that's priced at 6.95. So for me, he's a buy, but only in specific circumstances, which seems to be a common theme tonight for me. Benson. No, I think spot on. Uh, last but not least, I think this play here is on a lot of players' uh, trade lists. Um, Kyle, Latrell Mitchell. He's, Mitch. he's back. <laughs> he's 10 kilos heavier. He's he's keen. He's he's confident. What are your thoughts? He's 457K. One, only 1.5% owned. So I'm pretty shocked at that at the moment. But that could change. We'll see after Big Dick, Big Dick Energy Round. Uh, what are your thoughts? Is he a buy or is he a void? Yeah, look, um, his name's been mentioned so much this weekend. Uh, I thought his comeback last week was good and he showed glimpses. Um, but previously, you guys mentioned without Cook and Murray there this week, I think he's going to struggle. Um, you know, they, um, especially Murray generates nice quick play at the ball, so a lot of good go forward for their forwards. And then on the back of that, Latrell Mitchell can run off their, their half. So um, I think he's going to struggle this week. And not to mention that the weather by the sounds of it in Sydney is going to be absolutely horrendous underfoot for fullbacks, especially or any backs for that matter. It's going to be really horrendous running around on the heavy track. So I can't see fullbacks or backs for that matter really scoring that greatly this week. Um, Lastly, yeah, he did create some nice second face and got a few offloads away. So maybe we might see him start throwing the ball around as well, which will help his attacking stats. Um, I also think that his score might have been propped up a little bit by the run meters, which I'm not sure he'll get this week again with it being a wet track. Um, and he also kicked the five goals, which would have helped. Um, yeah, as I said, um, as good as he looked, I think you can still wait just to see how he how he how he goes this week, especially on that that wet track. Um, he's still got a really high BE, um, so he may likely lose a little bit more cash before you decide to pick him up. So um, for me, he's an avoid for um, a week or two. Just see how he goes this week and um, see if he drops a little bit more cash, which I think is going to happen. No, very nice. I think it's a pretty good advice there. All right, let's um, let's cross to – that's it for the buy, hold, sell segment. Let's cross to producer Mosey with some news updates. Yeah, hey, lads. So got some injury news for us. Uh, I've tried to keep it fantasy relevant, but I've just covered a lot of the players. Campbell Graham. Obviously, he's a massive one. We've all heard he's out for about six to eight weeks with that fractured eye socket, um, so that would hurt. Next up is Heme Sele from Rabbitohs as well, who has done his hamstring, and he's gone for eight weeks. He's back from 25. And then Liam Knight, who hasn't been playing in the starting squad. He was in New South Wales Cup, but he's done his ACL. 
And then Mark Nichols' concussion, he's due back round 17. Uh, Robbo, mate, your rabbits, they're, <laughs> they're dropping like flies at the moment. <laughs> we got Remus Smith re-injured his pack. He was about a month out from coming back and is now gone for the season. Payne Haas, still battling that shoulder injury, obviously didn't get named for New South Wales. Uh, they were hit about around 19 return for him. Uh, very fantasy relevant. We dropped him weeks ago, but if you still got him, round 19, he'll be back. Corey Jensen, Sonny's calf, unknown at this stage when he'll be back. Tamari Martin, rib cartilage, unknown, but that can be a few weeks on the sidelines. TC Rabadi had a broken arm. Uh, he's back round 21, 22. Brendan Pacura, head knock round 18. Cohen Hess has done his shoulder. TK's favourite, Savita Pengai Jr. with his ankle. <laughs> And that's to be confirmed at the moment. Probably only a couple of weeks there. And Declan Casey with a head knock also to be confirmed. And that's the major injury news. Uh, some of those teams don't play round 17 anyway, so it's not it's not massive for them. But, yeah, for the Rabbitohs, I think that's the biggest one. I can see yeah. Robbo just crying at the moment with all the injuries. Yeah, it's it's not good because at the moment we're four points ahead of the Roosters in 10th, who I think are the biggest op- opponent for South making the eight. And, you know, the Dragons are eighth as, uh, as well, you know, two wins ahead. And the thing is that the Dragons and South can manage to win this week. It makes it very tricky for the Roosters. And, you know, I think that might have some impacts for Tedesco in round 18 as to whether he plays or not. But I think we're going to get trashed by the Knights. But um, reverse psychology, hopefully. <laughs> hey, it worked for you last last, last weekend. So. I mean, I was positive last week. I was positive. You know, I asked you the question one to a thousand. You went negative ten, and hey, eighteen was the correct answer. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of quality players, and I don't think as much as the Knights, maybe Barnett, but <laughs> no, no captaincies. But so with captaincies, guys, with Hines' news of him having COVID, so that just chucks a massive spanner. Luckily, it's not a big spanner because. Everyone has Heinz. So it's a problem that everyone has. But speaking of, what are all our captaincy options for this week? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm like an iPad on the itch. Uh, not, not a lock this week, which is good. And I think they're going to absolutely wallop the Tigers after being beaten last week. So I'm uh, took an iPad for a big one, and he's uh, straight in captain for me. For yourself, Robbo? I do like that narrative of the Eels coming out and putting a fair few points on the Tigers. Uh, I've got Reed, Marnie and Brown as my only two Eels at the moment. I just can't afford to get Papali in Madison with the way I want to set up my final team, but I haven't got a lot of options, unfortunately. Like I've got nine players playing this week. I've got Penasini, Mam, probably Brandon Smith if I bring him in. Barnett, Hines isn't playing, so I've got to eight. Garner, Brown, Kinnis. It's not really that inspiring, so <laughs> might go Barney the Dinosaur. Either that him or Dylan Brown, I think. But yeah, I'm not very confident. I'm also enjoying the whole narrative that Kyle was just spinning there. Uh, his new future club uh, with IPAP. So I think an IPAP could go big here. Could be a look at me. This is what I can do for you. Give me some more money. <laughs> no, that's my. I think IPAP's my choice. What about yourself, Mosey? Uh, look, I'll mix it up, boys. I've actually brought in Offer Hank Gowie, and I might captain him this week. I think we have a massive score last week. I think he's due for another big score, so go the Tigers. That is some big dick. That is probably the biggest dick from the podcast at the moment. 
It is because, like, captaining a play that you've traded in is something that I'm, like, super against because, you know, something could happen to him. And I hope it doesn't because, obviously, often Ngoi's going to be very widely brought in. But, yeah, captaining a player, locking them in, and you can't reverse the trade is, yeah, that is proper BDE from, uh, from, from Mozzie right there. Very nice. All right, Mozzie, um, would you like to get into our new segment, Rapid Bounce? Yeah, absolutely. So, welcome, everybody, to Rapid Bounce. Uh, it's a bit like a game show. So <laughs> the way this works is basically I'll give you a category. For example, uh, we'll talk about a cheapie, give you an option, you tell me who you're going to pick, and then 15 seconds as to why. So we'll start with you, Kyle, and it's for a cheapie, and the options are Kennedy or Tass. Who are you going? Uh, I'll go uh, Will Kennedy. Uh, he's got a bit of job security. I know Tess is going to be in there for a while with Campbell Graham out, but Kennedy's got uh, a bit of job security. But probably won't score as good as Tess, but he's got a bit of job security. Yeah, very nice. That's a gold star from TK right there. All right, we move on to our best mid for the run home, and it's Joe Offer or Kalema for you, Robbo. I'm going Joe Offhangawi, and the reason is he's cheaper, less reliant on offloads, gets more minutes. Simples. We'll, go, we'll, we'll all answer the same question just real quickly. So that's what I mean. So I'll go. Jo- oh, yeah. Sorry. One. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, yeah. that's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first time. The first time. Yeah. So, <laughs> Robbo, for a cheapie, Kennedy or Tass? I'm going to go with Will Kennedy because he's cheaper. It gives you more room to do other moves in your uh, 17 or 18. Yeah, I'll go with Kennedy as well for all those reasons. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll start with you again, Andy. Best mid for the run home. Your captaincy choice, mate. Joe Offer. I just think without 12 minutes has gone through the roof. Tigers are coming home. <laughs> oh, Joe Offer or Clemmer for you, mate? Yeah, I'm going Joe Offer, bro. Um, definitely been scoring a hell of a lot better. And I like Andy's narrative with uh, no 12 there. And uh, what Jason talked about earlier with the big minutes continuing through the season, he's going to get big scores. Uh, look, average last week, but I didn't realise how many points he actually scored watching it live. Well, that you just scraped yeah. in under 15 seconds there, Carl. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. All right, Robo, we'll start with you. A wing fullback for round 17, Mitchell or Dewey? Was that me first, was it? No, Robo's. Oh, there we go. Current South player or former South player? I'm going to have to go with the current South player because Dewey is a landmine. He's got a high BE. If he gets a recurrence of that injury, he's going to be very hard for you to trade back out, whereas Latrell... I think he should be okay because it's a hammy as opposed to an ACL. Yeah. Andy, Mitchell, or Dewey for you? Oh, I think Mitchell was just his ceiling's higher. I know Dewey did play well at centre a uh, couple of games last year, but yeah, different Tigers now. They're in turmoil. And what about yourself, Kyle? Are you on the same train? Yeah, Latrell Mitchell for me, simply because Adam Dewey's a centre. Nice. I like it, boys. Nice and quick. All right, we got the best hooker for the run home. Andy, we'll start with you. Cook or Grant? I am going Cookie because he's already there at the moment. I think he doesn't have to worry about sharing minutes with uh, with a potential Smith. Nice. Kyle, Cook or Grant for you? Definitely Cook. Already proven it this year. He's absolutely blowing Grant away all year and he's going to continue to do it. And Robbo, Cook or Grant? Or do you take both? No Eldor Paso commercial. Uh, it's got to be Cook, got to be Cook. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with going Grant if you can't afford to get Cook because he is almost out of reach. Yeah, Spot very on. nice. And the last one is our better captain choice for the run home. Originally we had Hines. We're going to change that to IPAP. So it's IPAP or Cleary. 
No, he's just out for one game. But if it's for the run home, I think it's still either. I'm still picking Cleary. Are you, Robbo? It's got to be Cleary. I covered this in the edition of the Mercato this week. We just want to use Heinz's DPP to open up loops. So read that article. Yeah, great. And Kyle, Heinz or Cleary for you? Uh, yeah, definitely Cleary, bro. You don't want to miss out on any of those big bombs that he drops and you've kept in somebody else. So he's a safe option. Great. That well, you, that's wrapping that down. <laughs> Was that unanimous? I think we might need to get some closer options next week. That's my bad, boys. My bad. <laughs> uh, the, the first one never goes off to Will. <laughs> All right, let's go get some questions. Go ahead, Take it away, Maisie. Beautiful. All right. So, Kyle, this question is from CJ Pettit, and it's for you. It's which position would you rate as the highest average points made per round? Yeah, this is a good-ass question, man. I had to think of a few different ways how I was going to answer this. So what I've done is I've, um, it's, as I said, it's been quite broad, so I've taken the top three averages from each position this year, and we can safely, safely assume this is probably fairly accurate. So uh, half, mid, hooker, wing fullback, edge, centre. Yeah, very nice. All right, Robbo, this next question is for you from Robbie, Robbie Wilson. Do I trade team A to Latrell Mitchell Peoples to Colmatungi, or should I just do the one trade due to I only have four left and have 374k in the bank? First off, nice cap room there, 374. That's fantastic. I think he's answered his own question there. He's only probably needing one trade. He's got four left. Uh, of those two trades, I just don't see the upside of Mader Mitchell just yet. I want to see a bit more from Mitchell. I actually want to see him play decently first. I know round 17 numbers, but you know, I think it's too early to jump on there. The other one, I think that's it's not necessarily a slam dunk, but as Carl said before, Colin Matungi is a fantastic option for your 18th or 17th best player in your team. So, yeah, pull the trigger on that one if you like there, Robbie. Yeah, very nice. All right, uh, Andy, sorry, this one's for you from Ted Grant. Can Offerhengawi keep it up? Um, you might have to ask his missus about that, Ted. Um <laughs> no, but on the fancy side of things, I believe he can. I think he can. Uh, I'll run the same narrative with Twal out. Uh, he's pretty much the integral bloke of that team. Uh, he's the heart, and I think he can. Yeah, beautiful. All right, Kyle, this one's for you from Jason Vickery. Sorry if I got that wrong. I have three wing fullbacks on the bench. I want to ditch two and can't decide who to keep. Who do I ditch out of Kiraz, Savage, or Ramsey? Okay, so I think uh, for that, you ditch Carreras and Ramsey. Um, Raiders have an easier run home out of the three, and I feel with a CNK signing with the Warriors, Savage is pretty safe, and I think this is who Ricky wants as his fullback next year. Uh, he's a little more consistent than the other two in playing in a better team. But Carreras, I think he's made you some good coin in, uh, if you got on early. Sell him high. Um, wingers don't get the ball in hand as much as fullbacks unless they go looking, which Carreras does. But I, still don't, but I still think that Savage is safer, and Ramsey can be cashed down or upgraded. Scores a little up and down, and the Dragons don't have the easiest run home. You heard it here first, people. All right, Robbo, this one's from Sam Adam. Thoughts on Critter to Ghana? Firstly, I just want to um, back up Corby in the sense that Cole just said that the Raiders are a better team than the Dragons, but I think the Dragons actually <laughs> won on the weekend. Um, anyway, back to the question at hand. I think uh, Stephen Crichton and Luke Garner will average probably about the same. Uh, I'd say Garner maybe an extra two to three points on average per week. 
I'm a Luke Garner owner. I did buy him before he was in the 500. So he's probably not uh, someone I'd be running after, particularly in this sort of scenario. I think there's a better way to utilize that trade to give yourself more points on the run home. So it's uh, probably not a yes for me, Sam. Yeah. All right, Robert. This one's also for you from Liam Collins. Thoughts on RFM and Savage? Time to cash out or a little more milk in the tank? I think there's probably milk in the tank for both of these, but I want to use an analogy that most people say when it comes to buying your first home. That, you know, When's the right time to buy? It's when you're ready to buy. And it's the same here. When you are ready to sell these plays to then get your final 17 and 18 is probably the time that you pull the trigger. They both have money left in them, probably maybe an extra 75 to 80 grand, which you can work out with your team value whether you really do need that or not. If you were looking to keep just one of them, I'd be probably more inclined to keep RFM, assuming that you've got other wing fullback cover there. I think um, you know, you'd probably want to keep at your position uh, outside back on your on your bench there as your 19th or 20th, with like a Cola or a Gagai or something like that. So you can sell either of them when you're ready to do so, but they do have a little bit of money left to be made. Which is, yeah, can, we just, can we just give props to Liam Collins' question? That's a good one. Is a little bit of milk in the tank. That's I really like that. <laughs> it's a legendary question. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> All right, Kyle, from Jacob Murray, if I was to sell Max King, who could I upgrade to for around 680K, any position? Kyle, score? No. Oh, no. Sorry, chaps. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Um, I've got four here. So Tyson Purcell, who we've spoken about a lot, got a pretty high 50s average, so could be a, could be a goal and plays around 17. Blake Braley, who uh, Corbs talked about last night, he's locked in for that 80 minutes, and Sharks have a fairly uh, soft run home out of all 16 teams. Uh, another one, a big ball move, um, David Fafita. Keep an eye on him if he gets a starting edge back. Possibly he's a, he's a cheeky uh, bring-in. And the last one is Pat Kerrigan. Uh, 697k, we all know what he can do in the mid there. Yeah, lovely. Also for you, Kyle, from Jimmy Dawson, convince me not to buy Latrell. Yeah, I, I spoke about Latrell before. Uh, Sousa without Murray and Cook this week. The weather looks terrible and be hard for wing there. Fullbacks to score well on a heavy track. High D of 59 and he'll lose some more cash before making any. Yeah, beautiful. And last but not least, Andy from Blake Robinson. Should we pull the trigger and trade May? Walsh to Latrell, higher ceiling. Yeah, it's a tough one. I know we'd be sort of bagging on Latrell uh, for this week, but I think with Walsh, it's it's a bit tough because you feel like uh, with the news of him signing with the Broncos, we don't know if he's even going to get a start next week. So it's it's tough. I'd say you could possibly just hold off and, and wait with Latrell, especially May. May's still in a good team with Panthers and they still want to deliver on the way home. And I think with all the, the outs, I think May and Tungo on that side will still score pretty well with uh, with the feelings of the halves. So, no, nah, I think you can wait with that one. Beautiful. All right, guys, that's it for for us. I've lost my closing notes, but uh, all, all good. That's it for us. Um, that's it. Round seventeen. Buy, hold, sell, avoid. Show. Catch us. Um, catch us. There's tomorrow. We've got TK and the boys, and also. Uh, no, that's just it. And there's no comps this, this week. So it's short round. So there's no competitions. We'll bring it back in round 18. Guys, thanks for listening. Um, any last words, gents? Stay dry, everyone. It's pretty wet here in New South Wales at the moment. No, I, I feel you there. Hopefully it dries up a little bit for the, for your team on, uh, <laughs> on, on Friday there, the nights, but we're the wet uh, weather specialists, mate. I'm telling you, wet weather, it's our game.
Oh, well, you're coming up as well. You're coming up a wet weather game, so all good. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Catch us next time.